millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another Arscast on Arsblog.com. No, Arsblog.olay.com. Brought to you in association with Olayolay.com. Who is it brought to us in association with now? If now Arsblog is Arsblog.olayolay.com, who are we going to bring the Arsblog in, asso- in association with beer? I think that works. I think it does. In association with delicious, cold, frosty, foamy beer. Because that's what's in my bottle right now. Uh, yeah, and that's it. So it's another Arsecast. Uh, what's coming up on this Arsecast, you might want to know. And that's a very good question. Well, basically, a lot of you people are coming up on it. I asked you on yesterday's blog uh, to phone in and, and leave some voicemails, and a number of you did that, so thank you very much. Uh, we'll get your highs and lows from the season just past. As well as that, the man in the bar will have a player history. We've got a tale of the unexpected. Ebue is here, uh, and that's about it. Yeah, no special guest this week, but uh, over the summer months, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get some bits and pieces organized because uh, it's all going to be very, very quiet, of course, and trying to put our cast together in the summer is a bit of a challenge, but hopefully, hopefully we can get some things together. I've got a, I've got a plan. I've got a, I can't tell you what it is yet. In fact, I'm not even sure I should be saying this out loud. I'm not sure this plan is, I haven't planned this plan. I just kind of have a vague idea in my head. So... Uh, yeah, I've kind of set the bar a bit there, haven't I? Anyway, there might be some good stuff coming up this summer on the Arscast. I just can't tell. So the season is over. Done and dusted. Finito. It was a 1-0 win over uh, Sunderland on Sunday uh, that got us to 83 points for the season, which is a very good total indeed. Whatever way you want to look at it, however disappointing things are, uh, it was a very good uh, total. Well, I didn't see much of it, only the goal on on, uh, on the web. Uh, of course, everywhere was showing Manchester United and or Chelsea. I met the man from East Lower in a bar in uh, Dublin. He was over here for the weekend, so we had a couple of beers and, and watched whatever football was available to us. Sadly, it was only the Manchester United game, and it was quite sickening, I have to say. Ireland, as you well know, is a, is a country populated by many, many Manchester United fans. Sadly, St. Patrick, being the stupid cunt that he is, only got rid of the Snakes and not the Manchester United fans. Uh, So we watched and uh, we were aghast when Wigan weren't awarded a penalty. And even more aghast when Paul Scholes was not sent off and then resigned to the sheer cuntingness of this season when they got a penalty themselves and Cristiano Ronaldo scored it, then Ryan Giggs scored, and then Chelsea, I mean... You're sitting there the whole time going, oh, I fucking hate United. I really hope they lose this game. And then you're thinking, well, if they lose, Chelsea win. What sort of a choice is that for a man to have to make? 
So it was all pretty fucking horrible, I have to say. Uh, when they won, as the man from East Lower pointed out on his blog, this guy in front of us started dancing. If you can think of Ricky Gervais from The Office, crossed with, how will I put it, uh, maybe Millie Vanilli if they were stuck up Britney Spears' ghee. That's the only way I can describe his dancing. It was truly, truly awful. Uh, and he was shouting into his phone and uh, sickening. The only thing that made it good was the fact that it was a nice day in Dublin. And when the football was over, we were able to stand outside uh, and drink beer. Although I didn't drink too much beer because I had to go and play football. And and my already limited football skills are, are somewhat impacted uh, by being drunk when playing football. I've learned that the hard way. So while the United fans were celebrating, we were left to consider what might have been, or what probably should have been. Uh, with a five-point lead at one stage, we let it slip. The run of form after the Birmingham game uh, killed us, in my opinion. I think we lost the title because of those games, not because of the games against Manchester United or Chelsea, but that's football, unfortunately. That is football, and um, hopefully we'll we'll learn from this and come back stronger. And I don't want to keep going over and over it because it's just painful. It's done now, consigned to history. Let's move on. Like S Club 7, don't stop moving. We'll just keep on keeping on. But, to you know, to go back and, and, and talk a little bit about it, not me, you, I asked you for your highs and lows uh, from last season. Here's a, a section of them. Here's, here's part one. The best moment of the season was when Harry Bauer scored the goal after a magnificent run by Kia Walcott in the quarterfinal of the European Cup. The worst was when Liverpool got that dodgy penalty a few months later. The best uh, moment of, of last year has to be the away game at Tottenham um, in that second half where um, Fabregas obviously scored that, that screamer and then Adebayor just pulled off one of the goals of the season. That incredible goal to not only beat the dirty scum away but also send us top of the league. The, the worst moment, unfortunately, has to be the uh, Champions League uh, game against Liverpool where so late in the game we, we should have won it and then it all just went to tits uh, just mere seconds afterwards and that was very, very hard to, to swallow. Hello, Arsenal. I think you're fantastic. My best moment was against them, Scabby Manx when Ronaldo was sporting about in front of... Uh... Oh, I have to call you back. My favourite part of the season was the brilliant bit of commentary when Tess Fabregas scores against Tottenham. Uh, White Hart Lane. Fabregas joins it. Worth a shot. Surely! Oh! Dynamite! Absolute dynamite! Hey, this is Indy Dave. The highlight for the season for me was when I went to the collie and someone recognised me and said, Hey, there's Indy Dave. The low point was about the second minute of the Birmingham game away. Last time I did this one, I got it exactly right, so hopefully next year we're going to win the league. Come on, you asshole. Good night. Hi, this is Damon Holmes from Tasmania, Australia. The best moment of the year was when Fabregas scored against AC Milan, and the worst moment is when El Munia became number one. Cheers, mate. And you better listen up, and you better listen up quick, man. My favorite Arsenal moment this season was when Phil Walker scored an amazing one against Liverpool. My worst moment also was when Torre brought down that idiot bubble, and we considered a goal in the last 
five minutes of the game from the highest to the low in one minute. That's my friend is football. And let me tell you another thing, asshole. Arsenal can do it next season. Come on, Arsenal. Come on. Hello, Arsenal. Um, the best moment of last season was the Alcott's goal against Liverpool. The worst moment of the season was the penalty awarded after Theo Walcott's goal against Liverpool. Uh, cheers, mate. Uh, Kevin, Darford. Hey. This is Gunnar Mike. The best moment from last season when we, was when we beat United when William Gallus headed in at the last minute. Great feeling. And the ground erupted. Tremendous. Hi, it's Bruce from Brisbane. I'd just like to say thank you very much, Blogs, for all your work during the year. The best thing that happened was that old cunt that came on the arses. What was his name? Can't remember now. Gooner, I don't know, whatever he was. Get the old cunt on again. He's great. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you all for your contributions. There will be another two rounds of what you think are the highs and lows of this season. And there's uh, some crackers in that group and there's some crackers still to come. Seriously. Uh, Some of you people are quite mad. Brilliantly, fantastically mad. I love it. So obviously, um, you know, we did the whole uh, changeover thing this week. It happened on Monday, and uh, I think everything pretty much went went okay. There are uh, still a few uh, little, uh, what, how would you say, little creases to be ironed out. But these things are these things are normal. I just want to say thanks to everybody for uh, for all the support and, of course, uh, all the uh, all the feedback that you gave during the week, which helped us solve those problems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If there are uh, things that aren't working, if you do find stuff because it's a big site, and remember, and there are bits that we you know I haven't looked at probably yet so if you do find anything uh, that doesn't work you can just email them to me it is blogger at arseblog.com that email address will still work blogger at arseblog.com always happy to hear from you now uh, the man in the bar he's got a player history hello there and welcome to another old player history on the arsecast had a bit of a run-in with that arse blog fella during the week. I rang him up right and I said, yeah, you know the way you're after becoming all rich and famous and stuff now that you've done this new deal? And he went, yeah. And I said, well, you know the way you only ever buy me just like the odd point to make me waffle about Arsenal? And he went, yeah. And I said, well, I think I deserve a team tune. And he went, would you get the fuck out of that, you old bastard? What do you think I am, John Williams? And I said, no, come on, to be fair enough now. The man in the bar has been going for ages. I need a theme tune. Music with which people can associate with me. And he said, well, what do you have in mind? And I said, well, I was thinking a reworked version of the Alan Parsons project, Eye in the Sky. So it would go something a little like, I am the man in the bar. I can do a poo. You see? So he's promised to have something in place by next week. I think it's only right and proper that a man of my standing should have a team tune. There's not many opportunities in life to get your own team tune, and if you don't stand up for yourself, well then nobody else will. Nobody's just going to come up to you and say, you know, as you're walking down the street, would you like a team tune, would you? I mean, it just doesn't happen these days. In the old days it would now, you'd have fellas going down with mandolins and violins and stuff. Selling team tunes because, you know, they needed to crack cocaine or something. Anyway, this week's player history is about an Islington boy made good, got into the first team at Arsenal. His name was Mead, Raphael Mead. 
made his debut for Arsenal in 1981 against Manchester City and he scored about 14 league goals in his whole time at the club up to about 1985. Then we got better players in and he sort of left. But off he went to Portugal. Seriously, he played for Sporting Lisbon where he scored 25 goals in three seasons. Then he had spells at Dundee United, Luton Town, Ipswich Town, Plymouth Argyle, Brighton, Brighton again and then Crawley Town before he retired because he just got too old to play football anymore. After retiring he found himself at rather a loose end and found himself drifting from one part-time job to another until the fateful day when along with his friends Leonardo, Donatello and Michelangelo he became one quarter of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go Raphael, you Arsenal hero in a half shell. It's true. More from the man in the bar and probably, probably another player history on next week's Arscast. But a theme tune. Serious, a theme tune. I think he's getting ideas a little above his station, you know. Perhaps he needs to be uh, brought crashing down to earth. But if you had to make a theme tune for the man in the bar, what would it be? What are your suggestions? Email them if you like. Arscast at arsblog.com Still to come, a tale of the unexpected Abue's in there as well. But now, part two of your highs and lows of the season just gone. Hello, blogger. Uh, I've got to say that my best uh, moment from last season has got to be Theo's run uh, at Anfield. What a run and what a goal. I ran half the length of a pub. almost died by the end of it. By the time I got back to where I originally was, the penalty was going in. So there you go. And that is my worst moment because it seemed that we kind of like uh, crumbled a little bit after that. And although mathematically we're still in it and with a result against United, we could have still won it. Uh, We just, uh, although we tried, we didn't seem to have you know, the energy for it, which is understandable. Anyway, those are my best and worst moments. See ya. Hi, this is the last real DJ alive from London. My favorite moment of the season was Avram Grant's reaction to going 2-1 up against us, the Arsenal, at Stamford Bridge. Now, you might think that's a very strange moment to, to rank highly in the season, but it definitely softened the blow a lot. Um, before that, I was thinking that Avram Grant maybe actually had a bit of quality but um, judging by his reaction, which looked like someone, like an old man having a seizure on the touchline, it does go to show that, you know, you can just inherit a shitload of good players and still be a worthless, fat, ugly, pus-filled cunt. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Ask Blogger. The best and the worst moments from this season. Um, fuck, where to start? Best? Probably Adebayo. You can't go first. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. 
so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. That man, I know we've had a lot of criticism for him and by him and to him, and he's a fucking top player in it at the end of the day. Um, as was the editing of his, uh, his <laughs> words and what he said after the games on the Ask blog. So we loved a bit of that. Worst moment of the season, probably the Champions League final. Two cunting teams who I personally hope every member of each team fucking dies. Um, and that's about the end of it. I won't be watching on Wednesday. Um, I'm sure everyone will be talking about it for about three and a half years later. Um, first all English final, blah, 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 blah. Who gives a flying fuck? Man United, Chelsea, hate the fucking pair of them. Um, who do I want to win? Couldn't give a fuck. I hope the earth opens up and swallows the entire of Moscow and, I don't know, 100,000 cunts less. Anyway, thanks very much. Keep up the good work. Hello, blogger. Best moment was undoubtedly the Adibayor song, brand new, echoing around Craven Cottage for at least an hour. Worst moment was the eight-hour drive home from Middlesbrough. Just think, being those bastards home and away, and we would be champions. And as for not editing, I thought, this is your job now, so do some work. So I'm in Sinnott's in Stephen's Green in Dublin, and I'm watching uh, Arsenal and Man United. And, you know, the story was in the Emirates. Um, we had this prick beside us for the whole game, Man United prick, usual, probably from the south side, car keys on the counter, the whole shebang, the... the uh, Flash gear, the Armani, the whole shebang, giving it loads the whole game, annoying the fuck out of us for the whole match. So, you know what happens? They went 2 1 up, and then uh, William Gallas scored to make it 2 all, as far as I can remember. I don't remember much, all I do know is that I was drinking Guinness, and as soon as that ball went over the line, and uh, was a bit of a delay, and then the goal was given, my point of Guinness went all over him because the pub erupted. Um, he looked around, he but destroyed his clothes, he looked around to see who it was, but uh, and he had a fair idea, it was me, but he'd no notion because the pub was mental. So, uh, as well as getting a point from the game, um, I was uh, destroyed the fucker. Look. Hello, Osblog, this is Joe from Barcelona. Best moment, uh, without a doubt, the goal celebration following the sixth Tavernus win at Milan. Just showed how good team spirit is there. Worst moment, without a doubt, was the penalty at Liverpool. Awful. Awful. Bye. It does seem as if the uh, the Liverpool game and the penalty given just after we'd scored uh, really is, uh, for most people, the, the most disappointing moment of the season. What's really interesting is the amount of people who referred to the goal that we scored previously as Theo Walcott's goal. Even though it was Adi Bayor that scored it, it's Theo Walcott's goal that they refer to. Obviously, the run was a huge part of it, but it was Adi Bayor that put the ball in the net at the end of the day. But it is, uh, I suppose, and will be, uh, Theo Walcott's goal. Also interesting was William Gallas's goal being referred to uh, as a winner, uh, even though it just made the score 2-2. I suppose late equalizers like that really do feel like winning goals. And maybe when you think back on it, you think, oh, I couldn't have gone that mental just for a, for a draw. 
It must have been a winning goal. So funny the way the mind works, isn't it? One more batch of your uh, thoughts on the uh, the season just gone, the highs and the lows still to come before the end uh, of this podcast. Now, though, a tale of the unexpected. Welcome to Tales of the Unexpected on the Ozblog Ozcast. Hello. My name is George, and I've got another tale of the unexpected for you. This week I was in North London. I was trying to sell some organs. But before all the musicians among you get too excited, it wasn't a Hammond or even a Bon Tempe. It was two livers, a kidney, and a heart. If you know anybody that's looking for an organ, give us a shout. The thing is, right, I got a bit lost, and I had to ask someone for directions, but the only fella around was a fella wearing a Spurs shirt. And I went up to him, and I asked him for directions, and the thing was, he wasn't a drooling, knuckle-dragging, cave-dwelling, grunting, cunt-smelling of shite and homemade abortions. That was unexpected. To me. Another tale of the unexpected on next week's Arscast. Now, of course, it is silly season. It is well and truly upon us now. That is when agents go crazy mental and they start leaking stories hither and thither and to newspapers all over, uh, talking about how their player is linked with this club and th- this player wants to go there and this player wants to go here, etc., etc. We've seen it. We know it. We saw this this week uh, this story with Adi Bayor and I'd love to play for Barcelona. And, and I read what was in El Mundo. And uh, if you didn't know that El Mundo were a big load of shit-stirring fucking Spanish cunts, you'd be really worried about this. I suspect what they did was they asked Adi Bayor, like, you know, uh, would you one day in your life, you know, if you never were going to play for Arsenal again, you know, would you like to play for Barcelona? And he went, yeah, well, sure, of course. Nobody would say no to Barcelona. It's a great club, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, they changed the question when they put the article in. A little, a little, um, uh, naive, shall we say, of Adi Bayor, to talk to them like that. Uh, of course, he came out with the stories about how he loves Arsenal and he's going to be at Arsenal next season, etc., etc. But you should know that when you talk to the Spanish press, they have an agenda. Uh, the agenda is either Real Madrid or Barcelona. So far this week, we have been linked with all kinds of players. Mauro Zarate, an Argentinian on loan to Birmingham from some uh, club in Qatar. 20 million euros, 20 million pounds indeed. Get fucked. Obafemi Martins, he's in there as well. Yaya Toure has been talking about how he'd love to play in the same team as Colo, making many people's ears um, prick up there because uh, the Toure brothers uh, could be something to behold in an Arsenal team. Uh, as well as that, there's the Hatem Ben Affleck signing. That's still going around. Gervinho. Uh, and, you know, I think between now and August, we're going to be linked with, I'd say, at least 100 players. At least 100 players. And, of course, we might just sign uh, two or three, which tells you pretty much everything uh, you need to know uh, about football transfers. Uh, now, um, yeah, that's about all I have to say on Silly Season. There's still loads of it to come, so uh, we'll have the whole summer on the Arscast to talk about the transfer rumours of the week. Now, more of your highs and lows from the season just passed. The best moment of the season? Ah, that just has to be the ass block five sides. Anticipation had been a fever pitch in the build-up to this tournament. There were rumours that even Ask Blocker himself might play, 
but things have been on and off since the turn of the year. Then the day came. I remember it well. It was an overcast and blustery March morning. We had to win a whole two games before the great man led his green army out onto the pitch, but we had seen a tantalising glimpse of his captainly ways through the wire fencing as he briefed his team thoroughly before the game. Suitably prepared, his lads kicked off and sprang into action like gazelles released into the wild. The ball broke loose. Breath was baited all around the arena as the crowd anticipated Ars Blogger's first touch. Would he trap it? Nonchalantly, and have time to look up before caressing a defence-splitting ball forwards? Would he simply pirouette around the ball, confusing the attackers and waltz off in the other direction on a mazy run? Would we even see him flick it up onto his own neck and watch him carry the ball to a shooting position before raising his head and setting up a ridiculous volley? We could see a gleam in his eye as he stepped up and blundered into the penalty box, conceding a penalty. <sighs> Never mind. Still the first minute of the game. And a one-goal deficit means nothing at that stage. And we had still yet to see the great man touch the ball. Sure enough, with one on the clock, the ball broke loose to your man, just inside the opponent's half. He controlled the ball. He looked up, saw space, ran into it. He shaped quite beautifully the shoot, and he unleashed a shot of such venom and ferocity that it travelled straight out of the arena, high, wide and right. And I'm still looking for that ball now. It's true. Yes, Jayet. This moment, without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, Fabregas sits in the back of the net, out in the land. Cue fucking stranger arguing, feet smashing, fucking absolute pandemonium. And for me, the worst being stuck in that Anfield Road end and just realising that fucking the ref had pointed to the spot, fucking just half out by all God. Fucking what a cunt. What a cunt. Complete utter cunt. Hello, Ask This is Joe from Barcelona. Best moment, uh, without a doubt, the goal celebration following the sixth Fabregas win at Milan. Just showed how good team spirit is there. Worst moment, without a doubt, was the penalty at Liverpool. Awful. Awful. Bye. This is Ebue. Ebue have three favourite Oscast contributors. Number one favorite contributor, Amy Lawrence. Much sweetness. A boy love Amy. <laughs> Number two favorite contributor, man from East Lower. He sound like him drink lots of Guinness. <laughs> Number three favorite contributor, Gunaholic. What an old cunt. Him make a boy writhe in agony. You go now. How dare that fake abue. Wait, he's not even a fake abue. He's a fake fake abue. How dare he call Gunaholic a cunt. Absolutely scandalous. Quite true, though. But scandalous nonetheless. And speaking of Abue... Now it's time to be at home with Emmanuel Abue. Oh, yeah. Welcome to my home. I am Abue. Abue like Enid Blyton. 
Top three away in it, Blyton. Number one, Peter from Secret Seven. He's so dreamy. Number two, Noddy. He's a boy toy, but not a toy boy. Number three away in it, Blyton. Timmy the dog. Oh, a boy plow that good. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> you go now. Tune in next week for more At Home with a Booey. Oh, baby. Enid Blyton. Enid Blyton. Yeah. Now, normally this is the uh, part of the Arsecast where we discuss the game coming up at the weekend. Which particular brand of cunt it is we're playing, and who we've got available to play them. Who is Rositskied, who is Van Persied, and who is actually fit and able to take the field. Sadly, that's not the case this weekend, because there's no football. There's no football. So this is the part of the Arsecast where I say, that's it. There's no more Arsecast. There's nothing else to talk about. Until the next Arsecast. You have yourselves a very, very good weekend, and I'll talk to you all next week on the blog, and of course, next Friday for the Arsecast. Take it easy now. Bye-bye. Hello, my name is George, and the best thing about this season was the night I came home to me house, and I found a Man United burglar passed out drunk after drinking all of me gentleman Jack. There he was, unconscious on the living room floor. So I beat him to death and stole his wallet, and I pissed in the mouth of his corpse. That was the best thing. The worst thing was when I woke up the next morning and I realized that was me son. That wasn't so good. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.